Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. We're joined right now live from Jupiter by our guy Brad Thompson, who will uh, spend some time with us the next two segments. What's up, BT? What is going on, fellas? I'm just sitting here in Jupiter over at Roger Dean Stadium overlooking. Uh, batting practice just got over with. There's tons of Cardinal fans here already. It's uh, it's not a bad place to be for the first night of uh, first night game first of three that the uh, Cardinals are going to have. So should be a fun night, man, with Jordan Montgomery on the mound. BT, I wanted to ask you about a player that isn't in camp right now, and that's our guy Lars Taylor Tatsui Newbar. What are they saying in camp about Lars's performance for Team Japan in the WBC? Uh, just like Lars, when he is in camp, guys can't stop smiling when they're talking about him. I mean, and you guys, I know, have talked plenty about it. We talked about it last week because he had a little league team doing the pepper grinder. And now he's giving the team speech and getting them all jazzed up. He's swinging it well. He's making diving plays out in center field. He's showing up on the biggest stage. And the one thing that we've talked so much about with with Lars, look, you can have all the energy in the world if you want. If you don't play well, it doesn't matter. But he is playing well. He did play well down the stretch last year. And I truly believe, and I think this can be said in, in every sport, you've got to have some guys like that that just have that contagious energy. That's something that Harrison Bader had for the Cardinals when when they traded him away for Montgomery. You wondered where was that going to come from? The obvious answer is Newt. So his teammates are pumped up for him. Like they're all sharing the videos and, and enjoying watching him. And it's been incredible. The guy is, is going to come back after this World Baseball Classic and be an international star. It's going to be nuts. BT, is it safe to say that John Mozeliak probably paying Newt a little extra money to recruit Shohei Otani? Because it looks like those guys are like shake and bake, best friends to the end. BFFs, those yeah. two. And uh, yes, it, it would be smart to do so. I would do it under the table. Don't know if that's uh, illegal or not. Ah, we'll overlook they it. They wouldn't do something like that. But I would say I would say this. I go, hey, Newt, why don't you go ahead and take Shohei out for dinner? Uh, go ahead and send me the receipt. I'll probably pay for that at some point. That just makes sense because Otani probably, you know, I'm sure he has to pay for every meal in Japan. <laughs> uh, chances are. So, no, it, but it is it is cool to see that, right? The, the idea of Newt 
recruiting Otani to St. Louis. I don't know if I necessarily would buy into something like that. What? But I do know this. For him having a relationship uh, with Shohei, it can't be a bad thing. As we all know, that come the trade deadline, Otani's name is going to get thrown around a lot. I know that uh, the, there has been talk that the Angels might try to pony up and keep him. Their ownership said they were going to sell, and they said, just kidding. We're keeping this team so we don't go to the playoffs. But <laughs> he, he wants he wants to win, man. He's, t- he's talked about that a ton, that he wants to be on a team that has an opportunity to win. You have two of the best players on earth, and he and Mike Trout, and you haven't been to the postseason. Uh, it's, uh, it's disappointing. So if Look, if the friendship between Newt and Shohei Otani spurs something in the future, that would be great. PT, you're a big fan of Greg Amzinger, right? I am. I am. Yeah, you won't be after this. Listen to this. I think Newt Barr is going to be on the outside looking in, and I'm a big fan of his. I like the way he plays. He's kind of become a fan favorite in St. Louis because, you know, his tail's wagging so hard when he plays. He loves being out there, and I'm a big fan of guys like that. Lars Newpar has got that love of the game in him, right? And I, that's a great thing. But from a talent perspective, you go around the outfield, I know there are a lot of people that are down on Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill is a mega talent. Dylan Carlson's a former first-round pick. And this kid, Jordan Walker, he's also a first-round pick as well. I just think that the cream rises and Lars Newpar will be a fourth outfielder if Jordan Walker continues to progress like this. BT, why does Greg Amzinger hate Lars Taylor Tetsui Newpar? Well, the hairspray's gotten to him finally, boys. Yep. I mean, it, it really, you knew the product at some point was going to get there. No, honestly, when you hear Greg talk about it and break it down, because he loves Newt, you know, and he loves the energy that he brings and the skill set that he has, but it, it makes a lot of sense the way that he breaks it down. And this is all predicated upon jordan walker continuing to do what he is doing in uh, in spring training and all he's doing is after 11 games he's uh, first in hits he's third in batting average he's tied for first in extra base hits he's first in total bases so basically he's the best player in spring training right now <laughs> uh which is a, a very nice thing to to have but it, it makes sense the way that greg amsinger laid it out right there talking about the high-end skill set that Tyler O'Neill does in fact have. We've talked about it a ton. It's the upside. We've seen the upside now. We saw him hit 286 with 34 home runs. We, we saw that, and uh, it's tangible and it's real. Is it repeatable? I, I don't know, but I'm sure that they're going to give him every opportunity to figure that out. And we're seeing Dylan Carlson. He looks different this spring. He does. He looks better. He looks healthy. The swing is looking a lot more compact from the left side because that's the big question is, can he be more than a platoon player? Uh, Because Cardinals have plenty of guys that can hit left-handed pitching. Can he hit the righties? The answer this spring has been been yes. So this is a good problem to have. If Newt is on the outside looking in and he's the fourth outfielder on opening day, that's a good thing. That means your ball club is even better. That means Tyler O'Neill did what you expected him to do. That means Jordan Walker made this freaking team and you have a young superstar on your hands. So everything, it's good to have depth and high-quality depth. And if you're Ollie Marmel and you're this staff, wouldn't it be nice to be able to turn to Newt at any time? Newt could also be in there 
there. Uh, you can see him DHing every once in a while. Certainly, you can see Jordan Walker, Tyler O'Neill, uh, Dylan Carlson, all of those guys getting time at the DH position as well. So I kind of understand where Greg Amsinger is going with it. It's just disgusting when you see Newt be an international star to hear any Newt slander. There you go. I well said. Couldn't agree yep, more. Well said. Uh, BT, how difficult is it going to be for Ollie Marmel and John Mozeliak, well, the entire front office and coaching staff to truly evaluate guys that are in direct competition with each other when you've got you know Jordan Walker in spring training, Lars Newbar playing for Team Japan, Tyler O'Neill playing for Team Canada, Dylan Carlson in spring training. Like the numbers like, playing against teams in the WBC is that harder because you're playing against that country's best? Like how do you weigh it? to get a true evaluation. Yeah, I think it's incredibly difficult. And Ali has, has talked about that. And he said he is going to be keeping an eye, certainly, and talking to his guys that are out there playing in the World Baseball Classic. But he also says that he's got a really good feel of what his ball club is. And he said last week, he said, I believe that we could break camp right now and feel very comfortable about where we're at. So um, right now, really, when you're looking at the evaluation of the outfielders, the I think that we've got the four biggest names that that would likely break camp as outfielders we just talked about the four it's o'neill it's carlson it's newt and jordan walker potentially now if jordan walker does happen to fall off a little bit which it does not look like jordan walker is going to do any falling off well then that's where it gets a little bit more interesting and that's where guys like alec burleson continue to push it juan yepes continues to push it who's you know both of these guys could be in the mix for that dh spot and a bat off the bench as well but really i i think you kind of know who the characters are right now and you have an idea of how they want to deploy them anyhow. So I, I really don't think that them being gone raises any big flags or any big questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. BT, uh, Jake Woodford looking great so far in spring training. I think that, you know, there's always been for whatever reason, always been some, some question marks around Jake Woodford and last year he ended up finishing the season pretty well and he's, Certainly competing for a job this year on the Cardinal in the Cardinals rotation, or at least on their pitching staff. So far, what have you seen from Jake Woodford, and you know where do you see him fitting in? Well, I think that the way that Jake has thrown the ball, he is firmly on this team right now. I don't see how you couldn't, unless you just really wanted to utilize him as insurance at AAA to start. But I think that he's too effective because I, I believe that he's able to do a few different things for you, even though you have a couple of other pitchers that, that could maybe do this. He could do multiple things. He could come in and give you three innings out of the bullpen. Your starter goes five. He could easily give you six, seven, eight, and then hand it over to the back end. Or he has shown the ability to have swing and miss right now. You could also bring him in for an inning and, you know, have him go out there and eat up some very tight innings for you. And I agree with you, man. He he did show out very well last year. Uh, down the stretch especially, he looked better and better. And it, to me, I, I feel like sometimes we can get too far into some of the numbers and some of the the analytics. And uh, not necessarily the case with Woodford, but, but it could be because they, they kept looking at his slider specifically and said, man, the numbers just don't look good on this. And we don't believe, and that's what a lot of these numbers are. You're trying to predict the future. We don't believe he's going to have consistent success with that being one of his biggest secondary pitches with the way that it's grading out. Uh, but he got outs for you. And I like, oftentimes I would just look at say, Hey, if you're, 
you're getting outs, why don't you just go ahead and keep doing that? But he went to work. He went to work last year on tightening up that slider. He went to work this offseason and really focused on it. And it has been a difference maker so far in camp. And when he came out of the game the other day, he went four strong against the Yankees. And the Yankees threw out their big boys. I mean, they had an opening day lineup uh, as the Cardinals went to Tampa the other day. And he, he gave up three hits, punched out one during that. But they were very excited about and Ollie, when he came out of the game, he had his like hands out as if you were measuring. Let's go with a fish, right? Let's say you were measuring a fish, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, simply a fish. Yep. And and Is Ollie it- said, hey, that's it right there. Like that's the size of that slider and the depth of that slider that you end up wanting. So uh, huh. to me, he's done nothing but and again, measuring a fish. Don't Would you say go else. fish simply, at that point? Yes, maybe. Maybe. Uh, and then, you know, but unlike any other fish story like that slider and the hands aren't going to keep getting bigger and bigger because they want that uh, nice tight slider from Jake Woodford. But it's been nine innings for him so far in spring training. He's only given up uh, one run and he's looked great, man. He's done everything that he can to be a part of this staff. What? <laughs> I don't even know where, what we're, at, what? where we're at anymore. We're hey, talking about uh, a fish. I feel like I want to yeah. go fishing all of a sudden. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, BT spending some time in Jupiter, so I'm sure, you know, oh, he's yeah. deep sea fishing. Probably fishing. Well, I, I was going to say he's probably fishing Marlin, on Miles Tarpon. Michaelis's boat, but Miles no, is doing the no, that's WBC. A, well, so. no, Michaelis likes BT. He hates us. That's correct. Yeah. It's been proven. He doesn't a times. hate you guys. No, he just hates don't. some of the ideas that you have. It's not you. <laughs> It's just some of the things that come out of your mouth that he doesn't like as much. Here's the thing, Brad. Shame on him. When it comes to Jamie and I, if you don't like our ideas, you don't like us. Yeah. We take it personally every Very single much time. So. Well, yeah. just a reminder really quick for all the fans out there wondering what those things were. Uh, Anthony's name for Miles Michaelis's boat when we had him on was he hate, uh, he hate me because he ain't me. You hate uh, me. And Miles yeah. Oh, you hate me because yeah, you, you ain't hate me. And that's me a lot to put me. on the back of a boat anyway. I thought it was genius, didn't like that. nonetheless. They didn't Jamie. love it. And Jamie's idea, I don't think, was nearly as bad. <laughs> wanting to call him Moose Michaelis yeah. because he's built like a moose, and he didn't he didn't love that one either. Yeah, I another like great idea. Another great idea. I don't, I, well, I told you afterwards. I I went and talked to him in the clubhouse. I was just like, hey, so what about the Moose Michaelis thing? The first glance, it didn't hit you well. And he's like, no, it's dumb. It's 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 dumb. So he what? didn't he didn't wow. love that. But he likes you guys. He just hates some of your ideas. You know what I mean? He just wants to be called like the manatee or something, yeah, right? I just, I don't, yeah. It, well, you know, whatever. Let's just move on. After this season, who knows for Michaelis? If he, if he, if he, if he halts creativity like that, I, I don't know. I don't know about his future. But BT, let's talk about a different pitcher now. Let's talk about Dakota Hudson. Little inconsistency thus far. Ali Marmel's like, "Hey, why don't you go out there and let's not get to get in any three ball counts?" And Dak goes, "All right, I'll walk the first guy, and then I'll I'll get to three balls on. I'll get to three balls on half of the." batters that i'm gonna face wow not great it's a lot of balls yeah it's uh, so the first inning yesterday uh dakota did throw 20 pitches he threw eight strikes and it was it was exactly it was the track record right you just look at the numbers you know dakota over the years like here we go ball one ball two but to dakota's credit 
He ended up finding the strike zone. He did a really good job of utilizing some of his off speed, both the slider and the curveball, I think, to get his mechanics in check, get his arm slot back up where it needed to be. And then he found the sinker and he found the ground ball. It, it's not something that you want to make a habit of, of walking a guy and getting a double play. I'd much rather you just get a couple of ground balls. That would be fun for everybody to watch instead of the free passes. But this is just kind of who he has been. And the question is going to be, like, can he be more than that? Because if if Dakota right now, the way that this this rotation is, he's not a part of the rotation. We know he's under contract. He made a little bit more money in arbitration, and he's likely slated to be in the bullpen. I, I That's where I picture him being at the beginning of the season. Well, a lot like we talked about with Jake Woodford, he could definitely eat up some innings for you in the middle and do so in you know, very good fashion. He'd give you three innings, you feel good about it. But with his sinker that he has, guys, he should be a guy that in a spot with runners on first and second, you got one out, that you should go to the bullpen and bring that guy in. A lot like we saw him in when he made his major league debut, his rookie season in 2018, he got tons of ground balls, tons of double plays. He got 25 double plays last year. It paced the league. But if you're Ollie and you're Dusty Blake and you know that he has a tendency to walk guys, how comfortable are you bringing him in a ball game like that where you got a couple of uh, couple of guys on when you have when you have traffic out there? So the question is going to be, can he hone it in? Can he start pumping those strikes a little bit earlier? But the skill set's there for Dakota, but he's got to figure out a way to just more consistently throw strikes. It's easy to say. It's harder to do. Uh, BT, a couple other guys quickly that I want to uh, get your opinion on uh, and, and kind of – you know, where they fit or if they fit. So the first one is Mason Wynn. He's been impressing a lot of people with his spring training. And I, I watching him play defense, is, it's actually kind of fun because he, he gets, he's got pretty good range, but no matter what his range is, as soon as he gets the ball, he has a chance to get the guy out because he fires a four-seam fastball across the diamond at 100 miles an hour. And even the fastest guys have a hard time uh, outlegging that. And then the second guy I want to ask about is Nolan Gorman. You know, he's asked to come to spring training by the Cardinals to be more consistent at the plate, and he's done that. So where do these guys fit, or do they fit? Yeah, starting with, with Mason Wynn, I, I think that the answer is he doesn't fit right now. And I don't think that anybody expected him to come into spring training and be on the team. But all he's done is turn heads. I mean, I, I could easily see Mason Wynn being in the big leagues at some point this season. And his bat has really translated. But you're right, Jamie. I got a text from a buddy the other day uh, when ground ball to short. He took his time because he's waiting for Juan Yepes to get back to the bag over at first base. He double clutched and then almost threw one through one and my buddy's like hey does he hate Yepes I go no I think he just loves to throw the baseball he's a freak athlete we saw him at second base yesterday too against uh, Nicaragua he's making the plays on that side different side of the diamond different turns he did have one play where you could tell like over at second base he was probably given uh instructions by Ollie and by the staff say hey by the way, don't murder anybody over at first base. So you can see that he was kind of lobbing it over there. And he had one where the runner actually beat him out. It was that fine line of, okay, well, how do you find 
what is uh, what is the pro- appropriate uh, amount of velocity to put on a ball over there. But he's been great, and he's he's got a good attitude. He's incredibly confident, but he's also just like he, he's out here learning. He's always smiling. I'm telling you, I mean, you look at Walker and Wynn and Tink Hans is another one who pitched again yesterday. You're looking at the future of this organization with those three guys. They are they have star-studded talent and skill set, but they're also just incredible, you know, young men. I, I think they're going to be great ambassadors for this club. Hey, BT, before we let you go, I know that we got a text that uh, Marsh, Marsh said that they have a text on Otani, and we don't know if it's a troll or a text. Maybe, maybe you can help oh, I us can, with Yeah, I'm really good at the troller text. What yeah. is it? I'll let you know. So Marsh is, Marsh is digging it up right now again. So, BT, this is from the 314. Hypothetically, if Lars Nupar was able to talk Shohei into coming to St. Louis, would the Cardinals actually have a place for him? Pitching-wise, of course we would, but who would we sacrifice as a DH for Otani oh, to hit? Otani would want to go somewhere where he could pitch and hit. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. No, that is a text. And it's, uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's a, a very good text because when you're really thinking about it, there's already a crowded outfield, okay? So he's not going to be out there. The DH position, look, it's up for grabs for some of the young bucks out there, and you're going to utilize Goldie and Arenado and Contreras over there too. And while the rotation doesn't have – your prototypical ace. Well, we saw Jack Flaherty throwing the ball pretty well. Matt's the other day. He was great. Guys, I don't think that there's room for Otani in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. So they're just yeah. going to pass. That makes say. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just, and it's not because they wouldn't want to spend 500 million on them, guys. I, I think that we've established that they'll spend whatever they need to spend. <laughs> yeah. To get the player. They're just too good. It's more so, yeah, it's, it's more so about the fit, right? You just yeah. don't have the fit for that guy, if that makes yeah. sense. No, it makes all the sense. It makes the world. a lot of sense. Yeah. BT, yeah. enjoy Jupiter. How's the uh, cinnamon tan coming? Is it all right? So I will tell you about the cinnamon tan. Went to Juno Beach with the family the other day. Uh, I, uh, I put on sunscreen because, you know, look at me. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> I, I didn't do as good of a job as I thought I did. <laughs> he didn't reapply on that sunscreen. Oh no, I didn't reapply for sure. And then I, I, we got there, and I told my wife, like, "Hey, can you can you spray my back? Like, I missed I missed the spot. I think I just couldn't reach it. So she sprayed that spot. So I've got a white stripe there where she actually did the job. The rest of me is full blown <laughs> lobster. Like it's crazy. And I, I think I, I notice it more now due to the fact that I'm crazy sunburned. It, it feels like everyone I meet wants to pat me on the back or the shoulder sure and uh, I've, I've noticed that a lot here recently so look i got my base <laughs> layer in we got an off day tomorrow uh, at least for the broadcast standpoint is we're going to come back and do another game on sunday so maybe i maybe i go burn it again and you know see what we're working with when we come back to uh, st louis not a bad idea bc strategy yeah you can't tan right. until you push through it that's right. well that's how it works hmm. for me at least some people i guess tan i don't know <laughs> some people tan afterwards bt just burns either way BT, great talking to you again. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, fellas, you take care of yourself. Talk to you Monday.